Welcome to Church Alive. We're located in the heart of Rutherford, New Jersey, and we're ready to reach, teach, and empower people to impact their generation for Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome home. That wraps it up for us right now. We're yes. actually going to watch a brief video about the Blue Book, so pay attention, and if you want to, download that app right now. Just do it. In Jesus' name. Yes. Hey, Church. Anthony Fleming here, Church Alive. Following up from Vision Weekend, just this weekend, just gone by, we talked about believing for thousands, but starting with the one. Starting with the one so critical as we look to reach the one, teach the one, and empower the one. And one of the things that I think about a lot is, man, how can we do that better? I'm always looking to improve whatever I do in life, and we're always looking to, in our church to improve. And so how do we reach better and teach better and empower one? Well, that means just helping more people help more people. I mean, if you break it down, uh, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And so one of the things I talked about this Sunday or this weekend was actually about something uh, that I feel passionate about is the blue book, right? It's a systematic study topically of the Word of God. Um, jump on your iPad, your iPhone, your Samsung, your Droid, whatever you got. Download that for free from Jesus Lifehouse International or the blue book, details to follow on that kind of stuff. But what you'll see is a whole bunch of topics that you can study topically. And so the first steps with Jesus is the first, the lost son. And I personally went through this um, actually just today and just started thinking about how the father runs towards the son. The father is running towards a dirty, pig-smelling, um, uh, eating uh, pods and so forth that the pigs have been eating. And this son started walking to his father and he's rehearsing this speech and he's saying, Father, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the father just is so happy he's run back to the house. And so for me personally, that's what I get out of that the prodigal son. And so I want to encourage you right here, right now, this week, download the blue app, check it out, how to use it, and then go to the lost son, the very first study that we want to study. So in the next seven days, give yourself a time frame to make that happen. And then next week, we'll touch base on the next study. But I want to systematically go through that with our church so that we can be believing for thousands, but reaching and teaching and empowering the one. God bless you. See you this weekend. Mind standing on your feet for a moment? Can we stand up? Psalm 90, verse 12. Can we read this together? Ready? Read. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Say it again. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Now turn to your neighbor and say, how old are you? Sit down, please. I am 13,505 days old. 37 years young, but 13,505 days old. And I was thinking about it. Moses prayed this amazing prayer. God, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom, a mind of wisdom. How many of you want to be wise? Some of you want to be stupid. The rest of you that I'm preaching to this morning want to be wise. And Moses prayed an amazing prayer. He says, teach us to number our days aright. And so I was thinking this week, I'm going to number my days. And so I realized this, I, I decided, well, how long am I going to live? And the average man lives X amount, and whoever wants to be average. So I was like, I was trying to determine how old I wanted to be when I died. And I'm like, so how many days should I calculate? Well, I, I figured 93 was a decent age to kind of die. That's exceeding, amen? Lord, if the Lord wants me to live to 108, that's up to the Lord, okay? But at 93, if Jesus doesn't come back, I'm happy to go to heaven. I won't be able to run anymore, swim anymore, probably even talk anymore, right? Hopefully, I'll die in my sleep. I'll go to bed one night, say goodnight, princess, and uh, to my lovely wife, and, and then we'll both die on the same night. I don't know. That's, that's kind of how I wanted to go, okay? None of that from carbon monoxide, okay? Okay. Um, Stage managers, where's my little thingy? 
iPad stand. Someone's going to come for Oh, yes. <laughs> come on. Thank you, sweetheart. You're exceptional. <laughs> Love, Ori. Um, but if I'm going to exceed in 13,950 days, I've actually found that you just have to exceed in one day. And I want to talk to you about exceeding in today. And I was praying all week and thinking all week, and I, I was writing all kinds of stuff and looking at all kinds of scriptures and writing all kinds of thoughts down, but I couldn't get away from this one thought that just kept coming to my heart, and I just felt like the Lord wanted me to help people exceed in the day. Help you exceed in the day. Help me help you. Help me help you. Amen? Have you ever said to yourself, one day I'll be successful? Haven't we all said that? Come on, nod your head with me. Come on, be an be a energetic crowd. Yeah. Come on, give me big head nods. Can I see some big head nods? Can I see some this? Just crazy stuff. A couple of young people, the rest of you are like, no. I don't want to give myself whiplash. All of us have thought to us, one day I want to be successful. When you think about exceeding, you think about one day. Many times you think about the championship shot, the championship moment when you hold up a trophy. You think about the wedding day. You think about the day that you bought a house. You think about the day maybe you have a successful business. Maybe I have X amount of money in the bank. You think about it. If you're single, you're like, I think about the day I'm going to meet the one. I want to, I was talking to someone this morning, they're like, they could be the one. They could not be the one. And, and, and we are often think about the one day, don't we? It's that moment where we say, that defines my life. But what if there is never this shining one day? What if you do every day according to God's pattern? What if you do every day according to God's pattern? Are you with me? My stage managers just got me all discombobulated right now. Let's put it in the center. There we go. That was a little ADD kicking in, wasn't it? Like, that has to be in the middle. Um, how many of you brush your teeth with your right hand? Uh, Left-handed brushes, just real quick. Okay. Um, anyone both-hand brusher? You're just a both-hander? Haven't you noticed, if you brush your teeth, you have a pattern about brushing your teeth. I start on the left. I go to these bottom ones. Now I go here. I top, and, and, I, and I try to teach Rachel and Ben the exact same thing. We look in the mirror. <laughs> but have you ever tried brushing with your left hand when you always do it right hand? You stab yourself in the throat. <laughs> like, it is embarrassing how bad we are when we deviate from the pattern. You drive, how many of you drive to church the same way every, every Sunday? So how many of you change it just for the heck of it? You're like, I'm going to change. Okay, a couple. Gino, all right, man. Good job. How many of you, um, you're morning people, morning people, haven't you noticed that many people will say, hey, um, I'm not a morning person. What time do you go to bed? 2.30. That's why you have a pattern. We all have them. Are you with me? Right? You have a healthy pattern and you have unhealthy patterns, right? You have relational patterns and you have dysfunctional patterns and you have faith patterns. And here's what I've found. When people are struggling with their faith, they're not just struggling with their faith. I've normally found they're struggling with their pattern. Someone say pattern. Have you noticed that when someone is struggling with their health, most of the time it's because they're struggling with their when they're struggling with their finances, it's normally because someone has a savings pattern and someone has a spending pattern. Is anyone with me? So often the problem isn't the fruit or the tree. Sometimes the problem is the seed or the pattern that you and I plant. Are you with me? Now, most people do um, New Year's resolutions, but let me give you a quote that I thought was classic. It says this, this was Stephen Furtick little shout out to North Carolina, right? He said, resolutions without routines are like Ferraris without fuel. They may look impressive, but they won't get you anywhere. 
Hear that again. Feel the power of that again. Resolutions without routines or a change in a routine are like Ferraris without fuel. They may look impressive, but they won't get you anywhere. Are you with me? The good news today is the answer is in the pattern. The bad news today is the answer is in the pattern. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's in the pattern. Turn to your other neighbor and say, it's in the pattern. We see patterns, traffic patterns, clothing patterns, music has patterns. There are traffic patterns. There are all kinds of different patterns, but let me give you a pattern that God is not the biggest fan of. Romans chapter 12, verse verse 1 and 2 says this, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, those who uh, believe in Christ, he says, in view of God's mercy, in literally in view of the cross, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is your true, proper worship. What is worship? At the end of the day, it's saying, Jesus, be the Lord of everything. It's all it is. We can complicate it and we can theorize about it. It's saying, Jesus, you be the boss. Are you with me? Now watch this now. Now do not conform to the, say it with me. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be trans formed by the renewing of your mind. God loves the world. He does not like the pattern of the world. Let me share with you perhaps the pattern of the world, perhaps the pattern of your life and my life at, at different times of the, life, of, of, of the game. I've noticed that we live our lives. We ignore God many times. Um, we try to do things our own way. When it works well, we pat ourselves on the back get a little prideful sometimes, don't think we need God. When it goes badly, we say, blame God, where was God? And we just repeat the pattern. Haven't you noticed that our world is always like when tragedy happens, they ask a religious leader, where was God? How come you didn't know where God was when you were successful? How come you didn't thank Him for the sunshine and the rain? and the snow, and the mountains, and the beauty, but when something goes bad, we want to blame God. Are you with me? This is the pattern of the world. Are you with me? He says, but don't do this pattern. Someone say amen or amen. Say, do not conform to the pattern. He got me really thinking about what's God's pattern. If there's an unsuccessful pattern, there is a successful pattern. If there's an unsuccessful pattern, there is a successful pattern. Are you with me? I was thinking about football for a moment in worship. It was kind of weird. <laughs> I don't want to even mention who won last week. Because I, about four of you care. <laughs> and the rest of you are like, what? <laughs> I pray to the end of service, Lord, have mercy. And the Lord had mercy. <laughs> but everyone, didn't everyone become like a football expert in a moment? I can't believe they threw it. Why did he throw it? It was the wrong pattern. There's right patterns and there's wrong patterns. There's right patterns. And there's wrong patterns. Do you want to exceed this year? Then if you have a great pattern, all you've got to do is keep doing the pattern. If you want to change your year, maybe you need to look at your pattern. Am I preaching to anyone this morning? I, I honestly, I want to, it's in my heart, man, this message I might say this every Sunday, but I promise you, this is true. This message will change your life if you change the pattern. John chapter 1, verse 18, no one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is Himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made Him known. Do you want to know what the Father's like? Just look at Jesus. Do you want to know what the Father's like? Look at Jesus, John chapter 5. Verse 19 
says this, Jesus gave them this answer, very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees. Someone say sees. That is the pattern. He sees God do it and he says, I'm going to go do it. And haven't you noticed that God is never unsuccessful? So if I want to be successful, and I'm talking about a godly success, I've got to see the way God sees. I've got to hear what God hears. I've got to picture what God pictures. And if I'll do what God says I'll do, then I will succeed. Are you with me? God told Noah, Noah, build the boat the way I tell you to build the boat. Don't change the Moses, build the tabernacle the way I want you to build the tabernacle. Don't change the Paul told Timothy, actually, he says, listen, Timothy, uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, I believe it is. You might have to flick on through a couple of verses, but it's there. It said, listen, I have given you a pattern, Timothy, on what it means to follow Jesus. Listen to it now. What you heard from me, keep as the? Someone say pattern. Now, we had a big dispute yesterday in church because a lot of people who were never even born in this country began to teach me again how to speak English. <laughs> and, and I just want to coach our church for a moment. Um, if you didn't, weren't born in this country or you're, how many of you, English is your second language? Second language, okay. That's a lot of you. I will tell you in an unrude way, you are disqualified <laughs> from teaching me how to speak English. For I speak the king's English. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about Britain. <laughs> I'm talking about when you get to heaven, you will get an Australian accent. <laughs> Gabriel will come in. G'day, mate. <laughs> Can I get an Amen. <laughs> My mom's in the crowd. If you want to say hi to my mom. Genesis chapter 1 is, I don't know why, it's just one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible, favorite chapters. Um, you know when you think you're like good? Read Genesis 1. You're like, what did you do this week? I worked, got home, watched on the TV, just kind of tired. I uh, went to sleep, did that six times in a row. That was my week. If you're really busy, you like painted a, a room in your house. And you're like, I'm awesome. <laughs> I fixed the basement this week. God created the heavens and the world. And he's like, that's enough. I'll take a breather now. The galaxies God made. And we're like, I might, I might get around to like putting the trash out this week. <laughs> Sometimes my wife will say, Hi, you know, she'll, she'll say, babe, when are you going to clean that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> this week doesn't look good though, does it? <laughs> Amen or oh me. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, there is a specific pattern. The pattern of God is this. He pictures exactly what he wants. It is clear, it is detailed, it is specific. He has a, a, a painted portrait in his mind, it must have been, of what he wants, and then he just makes it happen. He speaks and worlds are created and stars are put in place and the heavens and the earth and the, the animals and the seas and all this kind of stuff. And then he does something in particular. He, he has a very specific thing in his mind. He makes it happen. And then he gets to the end of the day. He looks back at his day and he says, oh, it's good. Day two, he does the same thing. Day three, he does the same thing. Day four, he does the same thing. Day five, does the same thing. Day six, he does the same thing. Somehow, he has this pattern on what success looks like. Are you with me? How important is it that you connect to God's pattern, do it God's way, and then at the end of the day, you look back at your life and go, I did okay today. And I just want to encourage some people, though, too. Sometimes you're going to look back on your day and go, I didn't do so good today. So let me try to help you with that. 
Can you show the picture on the screen? First picture. Here's the pattern of heaven. God has a very clear picture of what he wants to make it happen. He speaks, makes it happen. He reviews it, looks back, says it's good. You and I are not God. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, don't believe the New Age revolution. We're all gods. No, you're not. Um, you know, when Shirley MacLaine stood on the edge of a building, it was on the edge of uh, some mountains, says, I am God. Um, nothing happened. When God speaks, something happens. Are you with me? Go to the next slide. How do you and I connect to God's pattern of our lives? And listen, this will change your life. I promise you, from the depth of my heart, it may, it's going to change your family. It's going to change your generation if you do it. Some will say, if you do it. And we've got to get this right. Men, listen, we've got to get this one right. God, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We connect to God. We worship God. Just for a moment. Listen, it could be, but start it in the morning. Let me ask you a question. Do you get, do you get dressed for battle at the end of the day or the start of the day? Do you get dressed for work at the end of the day or the start of the day? It doesn't make sense. Now, listen, you're, now all the non-morning people just cut me off. I didn't say I care what time you wake up. If your day starts at 12, start at 12. I want you to connect to God at the start of the day. It might be 30 seconds. It might be five minutes. It might be 15 minutes. It might be 30 minutes. It might be an hour. You might be the most spiritual person I've ever talked to. It might be six hours. I don't know. Connected God, Father in heaven, and just worship for a moment, for five minutes, a song. Come on, I'm trying to get practical. Now, the, Jesus taught us this, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Say that with me. Thy will be done. Someone say, that's God's plan. Okay, his plan is that I connect to his plan, and so I'm going to pray regularly, God, let your kingdom come in my life. In essence, I'm coming to the point where I say, God, you're God. You're the boss. You're the Lord of my life. And I always feel the tension when I preach about this. This is a moment of surrender for all of us. And I feel the tension in people's hearts because people are like, I don't want to surrender. Every time I preach about this, I feel almost the resistance in the crowd on this. What do you mean, surrender? What do you mean it's God's plan? Remember the garden of Eden? There was God's plan. There was the devil's plan. Which one was better? Okay. In your life, which plan's better? Can we say that loud? Can we say that proud? Which plan is better? But doesn't the fruit look delicious sometimes? Stop hiding from God. Surrender to His plan. Are you with me? Thy kingdom come. This is the time to surrender, but this is the time to see yourself how God sees you. God works in pictures. Haven't you noticed that? He says to Simon, who is a reed, or acts like a reed, you are Peter, that means rock. In other words, we see the word, we see the text, Really, in Hebrew, you would see the picture. The picture is how God sees him. And now he wants him to see him a different way. Are you with me? It is important. Listen, you might wrestle with anger. You might wrestle with lust. You might wrestle with all kinds of things. Every single one of us wrestles with something in here. Are you with me? This morning, uh, yesterday, I was noticing in myself attitudes that I didn't like. And I just remember, I was trying to think to myself, I was just like, Lord, I just want to picture myself doing it the way you'd want me to do it. Because reading the Word of God in the Western culture, we kind of think school, we think there's, there's a time of learning, you kind of do it, you study, you study the exam, you cram for the exam, you don't know anything after the exam, why? Because you just crammed it, that's not the way of learning. The way of learning is learning it, internalizing it, seeing it, and so afterwards now you live it. 
that is the true model of actual learning. Are you with me? And so if you are from a dysfunctional home, if your background was rough and there was abuse and there was yelling and there was all kinds of different things, you might read the Bible, believe in Jesus, come to church, but your picture is dominating your life. The patterns that are implanted in you are dominating your life. I'm trying to help you. Listen, if we are going to renew our mind, we cannot just read a book. We've got to see ourselves the way God sees us. We have to say, I'm no longer going to be a reed. I see myself as a rock. I will be who God has called me to be. Are you with me? Come on, are you with me? God says to Abram, you are going to imagine yourself a father of multitudes. He's barren and can't have kids. It doesn't even work anymore. Some of you are going to get that tomorrow. But the picture, someone just got it. (laughs) The picture God gave him was multitudes. The picture. Well, let me ask you a question. What's the area of your life you wrestle with? Some of you, you overspend. Just in crazy credit card debt. Take some time, connect to God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Does God want you to be successful or unsuccessful? Does he want you to be a failure or not a failure? Picture yourself with self-control. You might nag your husband to death. You all, your mother did it, your grandma did it, your great-grandma did it. That's just the way it is in your home. You're going to pester that man until he leaves you. I know that's right. <laughs> I know I'm getting into relationship series mode already. But however, I just, I want you to see your life through the promises. I hear people always say, you know, I'm a very anxious person. I worry a lot. The Bible says you know what the Bible says about that? Stop it. But it's easy. Commands, I've noticed, don't really work. You have to see yourself different. Are you with me? Why did the angel show up to Gideon, mighty man of valor? I'm the weakest. I'm the smallest. I'm the biggest loser of my family. Not going to be that. I think a lot of um, men, can you see yourself as a praying man? Can you see yourself as a strong man? Can you see yourself as a faith man? Can you see yourself as someone who knows the work? Can you see yourself as a diligent worker? Can you see yourself as a successful business person? Can you see yourself as that? It is, there's something that stayed with me when Yacy Potton preached in our church maybe two years ago. He said, see yourself through the promises of God. I've got to see my life through the promises of God. For now, I'm aligning with God. Are you with me? Come on, are you with me? A marriage fails, falls apart, gets divorced when they can no longer see themselves happy and successful together. Change the picture, baby. Change the picture, man. I think that deserves a better hand clap than that. (laughs) Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I worship you. Your kingdom come, your will be done. I imagine my life in the promises of God. I align myself with his promises. Give me today my daily bread. Jeremiah 15 verse 16 says, For when your words came, I ate them. Do this for me. Someone say, chew it. The word of God needs to get from your mind to your heart. And how do you do that? By chewing it. You're going to be like a pit bull on a T-bone steak, baby. Just, just, and if someone come near you, try to steal away that word. 
Now that sounded a little more like a chihuahua, but anyway, I'm working on my bark here. Have grace on your pasta. Take us back to the picture, Mark, or whoever's doing that. Clean slate. What's a clean slate? Forgive me my sins as I forgive those who sin against me. At the start of the day, align your heart and your mind with his righteousness. Someone offended you yesterday. Someone upset you a year ago. The church offended you. Your mother offended you. Your stepmother offended you. Your great uncle offended you. Your brother's cousin offended you. Your dog's cat offended you. This is the pattern. Marriages, I I hope you do this one well. Why? If you're nicer to your neighbor than your spouse, there's something sitting in your heart and you need to forgive. Because you used to say, baby, baby, boo, 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 bear. I'll never leave you. I'll talk to you. I'll marry you. (laughs) You're like, I didn't say it that way. (laughs) All right, that's just my impersonation. Make it happen. That's the day. Connect to God just for a moment in worship. Take time to think about your life through the promises of God. The devil wants to be, you remind you of your sin all the time. God wants to remind you of his grace. God wants to remind you of his gift. God wants to remind you of his righteousness. And then make it happen. But here's what I've noticed about this part. Forgive me my sins as I forgive those who sin against me. Now lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. There are two parts. So now you're living life. You're doing your job. You're doing your things, all this kind of stuff. And haven't you noticed that throughout the day, there are distractions? Haven't you noticed that throughout the day, it seems like the devil's trying to get at you. Other times, it seems like you're just trying to pull. And he says, I am going to let you lead me. Lead me not into temptation. Lead me. Can God lead you? Can God lead your life? Can God nudge you? Can God nudge you sometimes just to like give a dollar extra to the waitress just because you grew up cheap and you're going to break that pattern? Can God lead you just to be generous to something? Can God lead you just to smile a little extra? Can God lead you just in some aspect of your life? Can God lead you? But he says, deliver me from evil and there will be times and distractions and and stuff within your own heart and it tries to get you away from God's plan. Are you with me? Now at the end of the day, come back to God. So can you show the final picture for me, guys? The pattern of success. That was meant to be a circle. Pretend it's a circle. God, someone say God. God's plan. Live it out. Review. Repeat. Think about this. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me today my daily bread. Forgive me my sins as I forgive those who sin against me. Lead me not into temptation. Deliver me from evil. Now watch the last part of the day. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As you go to sleep at night, just connect back to God for 30 seconds. 15 seconds, one minute. You might pray and fall asleep. That's okay. You just connect it back to your father and you're just like, Lord, I give you my worries, my concerns, my things that I'm carrying. Uh, I messed up today. But here's the power. Many times you're gonna, you might go to bed at night. You're just like, Lord, forgive me. Feel this now, church. But don't worry. You're coming back tomorrow morning. I'm coming back tomorrow. So it doesn't even matter really if I blew it today. I'm coming back tomorrow. I think so many people find it very hard to live for God 
And I just want to encourage you with this thought. It's just today, I serve Jesus. At the end of the night, I'm going to act to Jesus again. Hey, Lord. Thank you. Bible is in the beginning God. The first word in the Hebrew Bible is God in the beginning. It starts with God. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God. And so our flesh fights connecting to God. Our flesh sometimes fights. Many, many of us, all of us wrestle with this sometimes. That, uh, does it really start back with God? And we connect back to Him. And this is the pattern of the successful Christian. Are you with me? When I thought about this pattern, I realized that I truly can live for God for the rest of my life and actually succeed in it and exceed in it. Are you with me? How many of you want to exceed this year? Do you want a world pattern or God's pattern? Do you want the world's pattern or a God's pattern? Listen, but here's the hard thing. How many of you, I, I talked to a personal trainer last night about this. How many of you know that it's hard to change human behavior? Come on, put up both hands on that one. Just kind of we admit it. I admit it. It is difficult. I know so Rob Jelinski over there, he does some personal training from a life coaching perspective. Is it hard to change human behavior, Rob? It's hard. So this is the moment of inspiration for you. But this week is the moment of application. And you might have to address a health pattern or you might have to address a finance pattern or you might have to see that, listen, I have never met a Christian who comes to church every six weeks and flourish in their faith. I've never met them. Why? They've got the wrong pattern. But can I tell you this? I've never, I've never met a Christian who flourishes in their faith who comes to church Sunday and doesn't talk to God through the week. Why? They have a weekly pattern. They don't have a daily pattern. What is your daily pattern? For the rest of your days, could you just connect to God for some amount of time in the morning? Try connect to Him throughout the day. At the end of the night, just reconnect for 10 seconds. Say, Father, I blew it today. Thank you for your mercy. I'll see you in the morning. That's a relationship, isn't it? Isn't that a relationship with Jesus? Man, I want you to get this. I want me to get this. There's some stuff that, that I know I have to change my pattern. I've got to become a wiser leader. I've got to become a better leader. I've got to look at my day sometimes. I'm like, man, I, you know what? This, this, this is the wrong pattern. I've got to change this. Sometimes in church world, in leadership, we look at stuff and we're like, you know what? We've got the wrong pattern going on. Maybe it's a business and your finances. What is it? Is there a pattern? I was talking to Rom the other day and he was like, man, I've lost 24 pounds. Why? Because he changed his pattern. Are you with me? Some of you ladies like that. Sounds good. Think about this. The other day, I was at a wedding recently. Did a did a wedding a couple of nights ago, and the father gave his daughter away. And I've always looked at like that moment, and I never saw it through the eyes of a father. And I was like, this is the saddest day of his life. <laughs> it was ridiculous. The moment, like I'm like. Oh, I see it different now. And I started to imagine myself dancing with my daughter, the, 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 the first dance, they call it daddy's dance. I don't know if I can do it. 
I thought about doing a speech for my daughter's wedding. Like, no. I will be a blubbering mess in the corner. I, I literally was like, I might have to create a video. And my daughter is three and a half. Weirdly enough, I thought about my son getting married recently. My wife walked in the room and I was crying. Not like a little girl crying, but like manly cry, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like just like a tear in the eye. Just, oh, what? What's up, honey? Yeah, I was just, I was just doing some push-ups. What? And I was like, but he's six. And I was crying about his wedding day. But do you know what I, I honestly cry about? Here's what I cry about. I hope. He's not minus hope. My hope is they can say, man, you're an incredible dad. Like, that's what I think about. I hope they can look at me and go, you were the best dad. You were amazing. Like, they can only do that if I get the pattern right. I don't want my wife one day to look at me and go, babe, I, I, am, I am regretting marriage. plan. Do you know that every day God has a plan for you? He sees it. And I wonder sometimes if he looks and goes, hmm, I wonder if they want to connect with today. Huh. Oh, man, I'm seeing, I'm seeing good things for them and I'm seeing this for them and I'm seeing that for them, but oh, I have to wait another day because they, they didn't talk to me and I didn't get to nudge them, I didn't get to lead them. But then, then you wake up another morning and, and God looks down. He's just like, man, wonder, uh, wonder if Magno wants to talk to me this morning. Ah, oh, here he is. Ah, oh, yeah. He just got a coffee. Ooh, he opened his Bible. Oh, he's reading the letter I wrote him. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's reading John. He's, he's reading John 8. He's reading John 8. And where I said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. And then you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And all of a sudden, sometimes what can happen is we just read the Bible to read the Bible. It's like, okay, I read my chapter, see you, God. Hold up. And God's like, wait, wait, wait. Hold up. I know you met with a book. Did you meet with me? The book is not the goal. The book is to point you to a person. The, the person is the goal. Do you realize every time you open the book, there's a person standing next to you. His name's Jesus, and he's hoping to... to He's hoping to shine His light into your world through the book, through the letter that He wrote to you. Did you know what would happen in my life if all of a sudden I couldn't talk to my son anymore? Because I need to tell him I love him. I need to tell him something's just laughing. I need to tell him, no, you're not doing that. You're not touching the iPad. I, I need to correct him sometimes and all that kind of stuff. But so many people are looking for signs from God and He's given you a sign. It's called his book. But then don't just, okay, it's not just about reading the book. You've got to connect to the person next to, standing next to the book. And now, for the logos is important, but the rhema is more important. The logos is the written word. The rhema is the, it is the breath of God. Church, do you realize on a regular basis you could hear the breath of God 
but it'll always come out of that logos for a moment. Just sit in it, sit in it, sit in it. And just say, Holy Spirit, would you breathe on this? Sometimes I've been recently meeting with people and trying to show them how, to, how I spend time with God. And I just say, hey, listen, now we're going to stop for one minute and just say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? And just quiet, because I don't want them to meet with a book. I want them to meet with a person. Are you with me? on you. He's going to correct you. He's going to say, you're a bad son right now. <laughs> He's going to prune you. Then he's going to say, you're a good boy. I see you through the lens of grace. It is the pattern of God. What's your pattern? have one? Now here's the thing. Human behavior is hard. What do you need? What does NBA, what does every NFL team have? Say that real loud. What does every NBA team have? What does every NFL team have? What does every NHL team have? What does every successful business person normally have? What does even kids that can't play softball or lick even have? Can I just encourage you? This week, I'm going to send you another little video to do with the blue book. And I'm trying to come alongside you and I'm trying to be a coach to you. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you exceed. I meet with people and, and, and they talk into my life. You need people to talk into your life. And, and I would say to most of you, listen, this week, the best thing you can do is just get together with someone who wants to head in the same direction and say, hey, what's your goal? What are you trying to do this week? And that person says, okay, we're going to get together and do that together. Or I'm going to ask you next week, did you do it? Because I, if you don't do that, 20% of you will do it. Are you with me? Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to ask you help this week. Come on, ask, turn, uh, some of you didn't do it. Turn to your neighbor that you ignored and say, I'm going to ask for your help this week. <laughs> Come on, let's pray together. Father, I see man's pattern. I see your pattern. Help me. Help every man in here, help every woman in here live according to your pattern. Help us connect to you even for a moment throughout the day. Help us see our lives through the promises of God. Help us exceed in the day so that we can exceed in the years. God, I so pray for the potential and the fruitfulness and the giftings that sit within this church. I pray that you would breathe on them the breath of heaven. And God, with His ungodly patterns and soulish patterns that people don't seem to be able to break, I, I pray for the, by the power of the Spirit of God, you would break something this morning, right now. They, they, they've never been able to break. An old fatherhood pattern, an old motherhood pattern from down the line. Worrying patterns and overspending patterns, God. But God's self-reliance patterns. Father, breathe your touch upon this service. I ask you to do it in Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed, just for a moment. Can I ask you real quick? Have you ever met Jesus? Or do you need to run back to Him? Living the Christian life, here's what it truly is. It's saying, Jesus, be the Lord. It doesn't mean run to God when you're just having a bad time. It means be the Lord 
Why? Because His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans 9, 10, uh, 10, verse 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, Lordship means He's the boss, He's the ruler. And so listen, you may have prayed a prayer before, um, but is He the Lord? Um, you may have never accepted Him today, but He's the Lord. If you're willing to accept Him as the Lord, He will cleanse your life and write your name in the Lamb's book of life. He will accept you back into His family. It's the best family. It's the greatest family. It is the family of grace. If that's you today, all across this place, if you feel like Anthony, I know that's me. I've been running from God. I need to run to Him. I want to pray with you and for you. Lift your hand right now and just say, Anthony, that's me. Come on, all across this place. Is there someone here? You need to run back to God. Is there someone here today, right here, right now? You need to accept Jesus for the very first time. I want to pray with you and for you. Don't want to embarrass you. Come on, anyone here, real quick. Say, Anthony, that's me. I feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit drawing my heart to Jesus. You might be trusting in your old religion, might be trusting you a Catholic Christian. Your mother prays, your father prays. You had a communion when you were young. Listen, do you know Jesus? All across this place. One more time. Give you one more moment. Say, yes, that's me. Come on, anyone here? Anyone here? Father, thank you for this church. Pray your blessing over it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, did you receive the word this morning? Come on, say change the pattern. Come on, change the pattern. Come on, man. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching. I pray that this message has impacted your life in a powerful, powerful way. If you feel like it has, email us at connect at churchalive.tv or if you accepted Christ today for the very first time or you feel like you're running back to the Lord today, email us again and let us know. I know that's going to be encouragement to me. It's going to be encouragement to other people who serve as part of our church. God bless you. See you next time.